I'm the goat of Disney. I eat everything. All right, everybody, it's Corey story time. So kick back, relax, put your feet up, and get ready to listen to this one. We're not just going to report Disney news and just talk about it. I mean, that's already been done a million times. But then again, we do love Disney news. We will talk about some. This is not your grandfather's Disney podcast. So I'm watching this new thing on Netflix. Let's talk about it. So Tammy has me running all over Disney World looking for this new lounge fly. Jillian loves China so much that if she was ever lost, she would need a tag on her shirt that says, If lost, return me to China. Jacob's my dude. Jacob is my tech man. He makes me sound good. Hello and welcome to the DizPod. What's up, everyone? Today we are going to talk about some fun things, exciting news, have some fun on the pod with some different things. We'll talk about what I found interesting this week in Disney Parks Blog News. Our attraction feature will cover none other than the TTA or the People Mover. Corey's story time will talk about how the dancer in me was killed and we will also talk about the new restaurant uh, debut of its menu can't wait for this it is roundup rodeo barbecue over there in um, the backyard of andy over at hollywood studios uh, over in Toy Story Land, and it's going to be uh, Maze Diz. And the debut this week of Diz Screenplay Theater, where I reenact the Yoda dying scene from Return of the Jedi. So, without further ado, let's get into it. Let's get to some Disney Parks blog news. Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival had some new items added to it. And it is going from March 1st to July 5th. That seems longer than usual. Ha! Well, those are the dates. March 1st through July 5th. And here's some of the exciting news that Disney... Uh, Park Parks Blogs wanted to share, for the first time, topiaries of Maribel, Antonio, Isabella, and Luisa from Disney's Encanto will make a grand appearance at the festival. They'll be located near the Epcot main entrance. These new topiaries are sure to be a must-do photo moment to mark your visit. But remember... We don't talk about brew. No, 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 no. So, <laughs> there's no Bruno. How clever is that? No Bruno. You know what they should do? They should take Bruno and they should hide him somewhere. They should get they could get so clever with that. I see that as a missed opportunity, but I do love that they are not including Bruno. Because we don't talk about him. So that's not all. A new Princess Tiana topiary 
will grace the American adventure. Plus, we also have returning favorites such as Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, Peter Pan, Tinkerbell, Captain Hook, and TikTok Croc. Figment, Anna and Elsa, and more. So if you happen to hear Mushu in the background, that's our bird. He likes to join the podcast. Just say hello to Mushu. So we got this thing going on, right? So I ordered a desk and I ordered a chair so that I could record in quiet. Tammy's like, no, that's a waste of money. And I'm like, but there's too much noise in the office area. She's like, it's hot out there and it's a waste of money. So I said, right, right, exactly, which means I need to be, you know, in the garage. She says, and you don't live alone. But, you know. But I've listened to some of the playbacks on the other podcasts, and you don't really hear him that much. So back to these fun details of the Flower and Garden Festival. The popular Garden Rocks concert series is back, featuring favorite tunes at the American Gardens Theater. More details about the musical lineup will be released soon on Disney Parks' blog. And, you know, you normally get the same artists with a few new ones sprinkled in, so... Let's see what happens, and we will be sure to report that here when that news drops. So get your taste buds ready. You're in for a treat. More than 15 outdoor kitchens will offer specialty menus of scrumptious cuisine and beverages. One of this writer's favorites is the Citrus Blossom, which will move to a new location at the Odyssey with fresh new menu items you'll want to sample all of the mouth-watering delights. Of course, you can commemorate your visit with the official 70s-inspired Orange Bird merchandise, including apparel, headwear, drinkware, and more. Tammy is the merch queen. I'm sure she'll be looking to buy her latest, you know, spirit jersey, um, headwear, drinkware. I guess I'm in the drinkware category. But I quit mugs a long time ago. I realized, for anyone who hasn't didn't watch those streams a few months back, I realized that I spent $1,000 in Disney mugs over the last four years. And, um, yeah, we don't talk about that. No, no, no. Ah, Tammy says it's a waste of her money. I know. Just think of the beautiful desk and chair that we could have bought for the garage. And I could have uh, recorded the, vlog, the vlog or the uh, the podcast out there. Um, you know, so anyway, back to this again, Spike's Pollen Nation exploration will have people abuzz again. This springtime scavenger hunt is fun for all ages. Follow Spike the Bee and, um, on his pollination trail where he will be busy collecting nectar and pollinating gardens at Epcot. Once you find him in each garden on your map, add the corresponding sticker of the plant he is visiting and you can turn that in for a prize not sure what the prize will be lastly on the bridge to the world showcase you can enjoy the sights and scents of spring uh, with blossoms of fragrance presented by scentsy 
Did Sensi um, sponsor that last year or sponsor them at all? Yeah, I didn't think so. Surrounded by vibrant butterfly topiaries, guests will be invited to follow their noses to six scent stations to form lasting memories with the help of unforgettable aromas. So that is the preview, the first look at Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival, March 1st through July 5th. Next, I would love to talk about Tifidi, who is now welcomed to World of Nature. She looks beautiful. I mean, what an amazing job Disney did with Tifidi. Now, Tifidi is basically, a, she looks like a topiary. She's a topiary, and she's huge, and you will get to enjoy seeing her during the Moana experience, the journey of water, when that does open. So she has arrived. You can see her a little bit um, over the the uh, temporary walls, and we can't wait to see her in person. It's going to be um, a really exciting moment. So Disney's team of engineers have been working to bring Tafiti to life for years, and they are excited to share the sneak preview in which they did on Disney Parks blog, so you can check that out. Um, but the work continues, and uh, they're working on the waterways and the landscapes within Journey of Water. The development of Tafiti and her pose was a close collaboration with Disney animators and its creative legacy team. As guests walk along the trail, they will come across Tafiti who is seen protecting water as it travels through the water cycle. Along with Moana, as a steward of water conservation, Tifidi is a symbol of how we should protect and nurture water wherever we find it. This is an important theme in Journey of Water, where guests will learn more about how water travels from our skies to the ocean and back again. This story will unfold along a lush trail inspired by the environments and art style of the beloved Walt Disney Animation Studios film. The World Nature Neighborhood is dedicated to the awe and wonder of our natural world, and we are excited to continue that theme within Journey of Water, inspired by Moana. This will be a place where guests can engage with water and learn more about the impact that we have on our natural world. We will learn how to become better stewards of nature, just like Moana. Guests will be able to enjoy this attraction in late 2023. So what I can say about this is, you know, the Epcot purists... And I am, I'm not 100% an Epcot purist, but when I say that, what I mean by it is there are people that want to protect Epcot to the death because they're seeing lots of changes and have seen many changes in Epcot where it is not, air quotes, Walt Disney's vision, which I totally get. But I also, I like change and... I think I'm going to I'm going to start to cheer change on more 
in Disney World. We have things that we love so much, but you know what? Things can only last so long, you know? It's great to move on and create new things. If you think about it, a lot of these things that close down that we put a big stink about because it's gone, it also replaced something else, most likely. So, you know, thing, and you learn to love that. So I said it the other night on the live stream that you, when something goes away, yes, we may be sad about it. But at the same time, we have to give the Imagineers the benefit of the doubt until they do something that we don't like because they have not let me down. And I don't think they've let many other people down with anything that's come out new in like at least the last five years. So we just have to embrace change better. We really do. And it's okay. You can, you, you can, you can, you don't have to accept what comes next, but give it a chance. For example, I gave Enchantment a chance. And to be honest, my family doesn't like it. I don't really like it. I show it for the live stream because I know that people show up to view it. You know, there's, there's a chunk of people that come and go all the time. We know who you are. You come in for the fireworks and then you leave. Um, but yeah, I mean, and Harmonious, I'm watching that every night I can because I love it so much. But Enchantment, no, it doesn't do it for me. Am I enjoying it while I'm live streaming it? Yes, I can't lie about that. I'm in the moment, you know. So, and there are pieces of it that I do enjoy. So I think that is something that's good to touch on for sure. Uh, but I'm really excited about this. So, uh, it, and I got a little off track there, but I'm glad I made my, I think I made my point with what I wanted to say. But it circles back to this. It circles back to this is Walt's vision. They're taking different areas, the new areas of Epcot, and they're taking this. This is learning. Epcot was supposed to be about learning. We're going to learn about water and how it cycles through. I guarantee you there's so many people that probably don't know how water cycles through. You know, the earth is a closed system. We can't gain another drop of water and we can't lose another drop of water. It's an amazing thing. I actually am even more excited about this attraction when it comes to see how Disney does it. And you know Disney is going to do it top notch. That is our... Disney Parks blog section for this pod. Every week we feature an attraction here on Living in Diz, and this week I chose the People Mover. So let's talk about the People Mover. Let's get right into it. The People Mover. What is it? And I always like to credit my sources. Today, we are taking our information from touringplans.com. Touring Plans is a really good website to get some Disney information. So, um, I don't know. Check them out sometime. So, what is the Tomorrowland transit authority or the tta people mover it is an elevated tram ride over tomorrowland carrying guests above crowds 
and even through certain attractions through the use of magnets and linear induction motors. Where exactly is the People Mover? The People Mover is located in the Magic Kingdom's Tomorrowland. The queue for this attraction can be found next to the launching pad and under the Astro Orbiter, right across from Walt Disney's Carousel of Progress. Let's talk a little bit about the history of the People Mover. So, Magic Kingdom's TTA People Mover, or one more time, Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover, is based off of former People Mover attraction at Disneyland. Walt Disney's original plan was to use the People Movers as a type of public transportation at Epcot, However, this was when Epcot was planned to be a functioning city or a progress city, not a theme park. Still, guests can see a large model of Walt's vision for Progress City or Epcot aboard the People Mover and dream about what it could have been. The People Mover, then known as the Wedway People Mover, Wed being the initials of Walter Elias Disney, arrived in Florida in 1975. Then, in 1994, the People Mover received a new look and a new name due to the Magic Kingdom's Tomorrowland overhaul. It would be known as the Tomorrowland Transit Authority until 2010, when it was renamed again to the Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover. What do you need to know about the queue for the People Mover? There isn't much of a queue, really, uh, for the Tomorrowland People Mover. At the moment, it consists of a few switchbacks and moving walkway ramp, which leads you up to the ride boarding platform and that's really it the people mover has become more popular in recent years due to its cult following so its line may extend out of the queue and into tomorrowland if so just look for a cast member marking the entrance to the line with a sign once guests have made it through the switchbacks they pass through the turnstile and then up a surprisingly steep moving walkway ramp which I personally think can be slippery at times at the top guests are level with the continuously moving people mover trams and wait for a cast member in order to board their people mover trams what are the ride vehicles like for people mover well people mover trams contain two rows facing each other each row can accommodate two to three guests, but standard capacity is two adults per row. There are safety restraints, and the seats are hard benches with a high back. Guests boarding a people mover tram are required to take a small step up from a moving walkway into the moving vehicle. What do you need to know about the ride experience on the people mover? The People Mover trams whisk guests in and out of Tomorrowland attractions and offers aerial views of others. 
Those aboard can currently catch glimpses of the construction of the upcoming Tron light cycle power run, as well as gorgeous views of Cinderella Castle. During the attraction's 10-minute tour, guests are treated to peaks of inside of Mickey Star Traders, Buzz Lightyear's Space Ranger Spin, and Space Mountain. Here's a tip. If Space Mountain happens to be down for maintenance, guests riding the People Mover may get to see the track with the lights on. How exciting. The ride experience itself is gentle and breezy for the most part with brief moments of acceleration in quick turns. The outdoor portion of the track is covered but open on either side, and the interior portions of the attraction and tunnels the trams pass through are extremely dark. It's the perfect attraction for getting off your feet, cooling off, or even catching a few winks. Now let's face it, who hasn't done that? What do you need to know about the accessibility? For the people mover, guests must be ambulatory to experience this attraction. What do you need to know about the health and safety advisories for the people mover? Due to the gentle nature of the attraction, there are no health and safety advisories for the people mover. Are there any height restrictions? There is no height restriction for the people mover. This attraction is suitable for all ages. Does the weather affect the people mover? Since the people mover track is covered and portions of the ride take place indoors, weather rarely affects the attraction's operation. However, if the queue is extended beyond the moving walkway ramp, know that you will be exposed to the elements while you wait. What's the best time of the day to ride the people mover? There really isn't a bad time to ride the people mover. The line moves fast and it is one of the best attractions to experience during the hottest and busiest times of the day. Uh, they also recommend taking a people mover ride at night to see Tomorrowland all aglow for that gorgeous view of an illuminated Cinderella castle. Disney World pros may also recommend hopping on the people mover to pass the time during those afternoon Florida downpours. So there you have it. It's the Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover. So my first experience with the People Mover was delayed by like two or three years because when we first started coming down from the way up in the Northeast and taking the kids down here when they were very, very young, Jillian was really young and she'd point up at it and she'd be like, Daddy, I want to ride that. And I and I was like, I don't get it. Like, why would you want to ride that? It's just up on a track and it's outside. Like, I had no idea what the People Mover was about. So I literally told Jillian no, like, I think on the first two vacations to Disney. Then finally, we gave in. And I don't know if it was Tammy that talked me into giving in or... Or just I felt like giving in. So we gave in to her and let her ride it. And we rode it with her. And we've been hooked ever since. I was like, wow. Why, why didn't we ride this, you know, a lot sooner? Uh, love the people mover for all the reasons that I just covered. Uh, I can't say too much more about it. It's relaxing. Um, I love the breeze that you can get. And I prefer to ride it in the evening there's times where, where we will ride it during the day but that's probably due to the park being pretty busy 
and we're just trying to take up some time. So we'll ride the people mover during the day. But it is a must do for our family and when we're doing the live streams to do the people mover in the evening because arguably and maybe not even arguably the Tomorrowland area is the most beautiful area in all of Walt Disney World. So that is this podcast's attraction feature, the people mover. If you're about to start planning your next vacation, book your next vacation with your magical adventures await. Claudia is creating Disney adventures worldwide. She can create a magical adventure to Walt Disney World Florida, any Disney park worldwide, Disney Cruise Lines, Alani Resort in Hawaii, guided group vacation with adventures by Disney, and she's also a Universal Studios expert. If you book with her, her services are free. Disney pays her to help you create a seamless, magical adventure. Her availability is really unmatched. You can contact her Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m., Saturday and Sunday, 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. Make your magical planner, Claudia Anderson, from your magical adventures await. 956-455-8049 or check her out on Instagram with instant message Claudia Anderson, all one word that's C-L-A-U-D-I-A I-N-D-R-I-D-S-O-N and as a special bonus if you book with her all traveling members of your party will receive a special living in Diz luggage tag so make sure you let her know that we sent you If you're a fan of our channel, Living in Diz, for some kind of time, you've been enjoying Disney through the eyes of our family. So what about enjoying Disney through your own eyes? How can you accomplish that? You'll want to contact Victor Naraki. With over a decade of helping people find the homes of their dreams right near Disney, Victor is the perfect realtor of La Rosa Realty Horizons to help you find the home of your dreams. Simply go to DisneyAtYourDoorstep.com. That's DisneyAtYourDoorstep.com. And don't forget to tell him that Living in Diz sent you. So it's Corey story time. Sit back, relax, kick your feet up if you haven't done that already, because we're about to tell a story. This story is even titled, and it's titled How Tammy Killed the Dancer in Me. So I had one year before Tammy and I got together romantically. So Had a big breakup and never experienced the club thing. And I didn't even think I was much for that anyway. It's not like when I was with the previous person that I had to like be at the clubs or thought, you know, I'm missing out on something. 
it was just like something to do as like a, I think I was 23, 22, going into 23 years old, just huge goody goody, never did any of that stuff, wasn't a big drinker, all that kind of stuff. So just uh, for an attempt to meet people and just get out there, uh, I'd go out with a few friends, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. <laughs> night wake up early for work and so but i discovered that i loved dancing like once we got out there we'd hit the dance floor and our favorite songs would come on and i would just dance till the final song <laughs> and couldn't wait to get back the next night so it became a passion of mine and so this thing happens where tammy and i get together and what do I want to do come the weekend? Hey, Tammy, you want to go to the club? <laughs> well, Tammy is the quite opposite. She is not a dancer. And I, I don't think it's because you're shy about it, right? You just don't like it. Right? But, you know, we've been to plenty of... um, And I'm just talking to her. She's in the other room. So... We have been to plenty of like wedding receptions over the years where there's fast dancing and you didn't dance then either. So she's just not a dancer, you know, she's like, I'm not into the club. And I'm like, but we've been to weddings. So she's just not a dancer. Uh, sometimes I can get her to slow dance. Hurts my back a little bit because I have to bend over so much because she's five one and I'm six two. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not six two. I am five ten and a half. Jillian will say, Dad, lose the half because you probably lost it already. <laughs> but no, I'm clinging on to that half. I still have that half. I measured myself not too long ago. So we fast forward. I try to get Tammy to go to the club. And she's so nice. She went to the club more than once, I think. But she didn't really dance. She just kind of hung by the side and let me do my thing with some friends. It was fun, but it wasn't super fun for me. And so it quickly faded away. And there was no dancing for quite some time. We did other things. We had fun. We went to the movies and dinner and, and all that stuff. And I just gradually learned to erase it from my mind until we were getting married. So... We're going right into like days before the wedding. And I looked at her dead in the eye, dead in those beautiful blue eyes. And I said, if you don't, I'm going to do this in a Disney voice, okay? Evil Disney voice. If you do not dance on your wedding night, you will be divorced by dawn. <laughs> I. So I did speak those words, and she didn't say anything. But lo and behold, did the bride hit the dance floor, and she almost she almost didn't leave the dance floor. She was dancing the conga and the Charlie Brown and the Macarena and uh what the the duck song or the chickadee song, whatever that song is, the standard, what is the chicken dance? All of those. 
I think that's a favorite of Neil's. So she danced. So I'm having a blast with this. I'm like, holy crap, we have a breakthrough. I'm seeing we're going to hit the clubs when we come back. We're going to, you know, from from our honeymoon and we're going on our honeymoon. We went to Ibero Star in Mexico and they had a club on property. I'm like, I am in. We're going to dance every night. We're going to go to we're going to stay on the beach all day. We're going to go to a nice dinner. And then we're going to, you know, like bachelorette kind of dinner. You sit there, have a nice steak. You've got the pool there with flowers floating on the water with candles burning in them. I mean, that was real. That was real. That really happened. It's like, whoa. And I'm just thinking after that, we go to a nice after show dinner. And then we close the night out at the club. We go to the club on night one of the honeymoon, just 24 hours, before, you know, after she was dancing the night away on her wedding dance floor. I couldn't get her on the dance floor. Couldn't get her on. Next night, tried again. Next night, tried again. It didn't work. So for some, for some reason, it worked for her wedding. And I thank her for that because that, should have happened, <laughs> but that's it. The, for me, that was the time that Tammy killed the dancer in me, in Mexico. It's dead. It's still lying there with a chalk outline on that particular dance floor. That's Corey story time. <laughs> Tammy wants me to clarify that uh, I was going to divorce her if she didn't dance, and that could not be further for the truth, because I kind of love her. Time now to talk about some food. Y'all know that I love talking about food. I love eating food. I love reviewing food on the live streams. It's a staple on just about every live stream that we do. And so, are you ready for some barbecue? It has been announced. The full menus have been announced for Roundup Rodeo Barbecue in Disney World. I'm taking this piece of content from allears.net. And after waiting years for it to open, Roundup Rodeo Barbecue is finally opening soon in Disney's Hollywood Studios. We've been keeping an eye on construction and we've seen a sneak peek inside but soon we'll be able to actually step foot in the new dining spot now we've got a look at the full menus the pictures look so beautiful the food looks amazed is let me tell you so disney has said that roundup rodeo barbecue will serve barbecue inspired comfort foods served family style with platters of house smoked meats a roundup of sides and some miniature sweet surprises along the way. So let's take a look at some of these and review um, what will not review the menus. Well, we'll review the menu, but we can't review it like we've eaten the food, right? So starting off with some salads, you have a choice of three different salads. There's the tomato salad, 
That includes tomatoes, cucumbers, and pickled red onions tossed in a white balsamic vinaigrette and garnished with fresh dill, and that is plant-based. Next is Rex's romaine and kale salad. Romaine and kale mixed with green apples, pumpkin seeds, and green, no, sorry, not green, and dried cranberries tossed with green goddess uh, dressing. Watermelon salad uh, includes cubed watermelon garnished with freshly torn mint leaves, plant-based. Um, Jacob's really excited about that. He says, I don't know why, Dad, but I'm really excited about that. Something about the torn up mint, apparently. So we move to the main dish or dishes, and your choices are Evil Dr. Smoked Ribs, which is fall-off-the-bone pork ribs, slow-cooked for hours in our on-site smokehouse. Then there's Buttercup's Biscuit or Buttercup's Beef Brisket, hand-sliced beef brisket, smoked, then slow-cooked to juicy perfection. Then, here's the next title. There's a sausage in my boot. That is spiced pork sausage fire-grilled over live oak to give it an added kick. Next is the barbecue chicken with style. Chicken brined for 48 hours, rubbed in our secret backyard barbecue spice, and smoked to tender juiciness. They have some savory plant-based offerings, which are available upon request, and you can get slow-smoked cauliflower topped with sweet harissa drizzle and country, oh, country, crunchy walnut gremolata, going with that. Oven-roasted bratwurst that is tender and juicy, sliced to perfection. And also impossible rib chop, that's in quotes, rib chop, seasoned with spices, then roasted and glazed with sweet barbecue sauce and skewered on a sugar cane bone. All entrees served with an assortment of sweet, traditional, and spicy barbecue sauces. These are the following sides. You'll choose four of the following uh, sides for the table. And you've got the married spuds, which are loaded potato barrels drizzled with green goddess dressing, cheese sauce, and seasoned barbecue spices. You have the force field fried pickles, which is jumbo pickle spears coated with a dill-flavored breading and fried to perfection. The slinky dog mac and cheese. Spiral pasta in a creamy house-made cheese sauce topped with crumbled cheddar crackers. You've got Buckin' Baked Beans, a traditional barbecue picnic favorite, which is plant-based. Cowpoke corn on the cob, grilled and seasoned with a chili-limed spice blend, cilantro, cojita cheese, and lime juice. Mean Old Potato Salad, home style with red-skinned potatoes. Veggie slaw, crunchy shredded veggie slaw with a summertime favorite, or that is a summertime favorite, that is plant-based, and another plant-based is campfire roasted veggies, a variety of roasted seasonal vegetables. Some of the sweet treats will be cupcake a la Forky. Forky is up to something sweet, a classic chocolate cake with a gooey chocolate ganache center topped with a velvety graham cracker buttercream and a sugar cookie. 
lemon and blueberry cheesecake, an iconic creamy dessert that balances the tanginess of the cheesecake with a natural sweetness of blueberries and lemon. Billy's Chocolate Silk Pie. Layers of graham cracker crust and silky chocolate mousse topped with chantilly cream. Goat's Apple Pie, a picnic classic. Tart apples and warm pie spices balance perfectly with the creamy sweet filling under a crumble crust. And those come in like these little cups. Gruff's Peach Strawberry Pie. With its silky sweet peaches and tartness of strawberries, this dessert is a full-centric delight, and that is plant-based. They have grown-up cocktails, too. Snake Eye Margarita, Rum Punch, Chocolate with a Grown-Up Twist, Frozen Peanut Butter and Jelly, Whiskey Lemonade, and the Rodeo Mule, as well as the non-alcoholic drinks, which is Molly's Frozen Iced Tea, a Frozen Cocoa, uh, that one's a frozen blend of cocoa and vanilla topped with miniature marshmallows. And Party Saurus Rex, which is a strawberry lemonade, um, you know, with some gummy worms in it. So the spread looks beautiful. Can't wait to eat there and share it with everyone on the live stream. I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be a great addition. I have super high expectations so I'm, I'm hoping five out of five Mickeys. Let's hope we walk out of there with a review of five out of five Mickeys. This is our first installment of Screenplay Theater. So maybe we'll call it Diz Screenplay Theater, where... I am going, I love movies so much, and I love acting, so this is going to give me a little platform to have some fun with y'all. I can't guarantee an Oscar performance every time, but I guarantee that I'm going to give it my all. So, you know, uh, you can, I don't even know, you can give me feedback in some form on the live stream of what you thought. Email us at livingindiz at gmail.com. Whatever you want to do, if you want to give feedback, tell me I suck, tell me I'm outstanding, tell me you want to hand me the Oscar on stage this year, whatever, you know. But I'm going to pull out one of my favorites here. Uh, and what's, what, what a lot of people don't know about me is my one of my hobbies before Tammy and I actually got together, uh, I had a huge writing hobby. And as a matter of fact, I know I don't write crap because I actually wrote a screenplay that a series of screenplays for a sitcom where I actually met with Hollywood people and they loved it. The quality of the characters um, and all that. I just didn't move forward from that point. Like I should have to shop it more. Um, so I'm, I mentioned that because I just know that, you know, I do have the ability to, to write some quality stuff and, uh, feel like I know a little bit of how to write a screenplay and things like that. And I just, I've just grown up loving movies. So welcome to my theater. So this, let's set it up. This is Return of the Jedi. It's Yoda dying. And as we speak of this, I, I think I've got allergies bothering me. So Yoda might be a challenge here uh, because I was out beating on bushes. I've got, I got this new trimmer. 
this new DeWalt trimmer, and I'm just hacking things. Any bushes, trees that I can get my hands on, just hacking them up. Uh, scratched my leg pretty good, my shin this morning. I mean, this afternoon, or let's try this evening maybe because it is late. And, you know, cutting stuff in the dark. Yeah, that's really safe. Uh, but I did come back in with all 10 fingers and all 10 toes. So let's get into this scene. So Yoda is dying. Luke has shown up on Dagobah. And Luke is learning some very interesting information, useful, helpful, shocking information that Yoda gives him. Here is the scene. Exterior, Yoda's house, Dagobah. Once again, R2 finds himself waiting around in the damp environs of the swamp planet. And he's none too happy about it. He beeps discontently to himself and turns to look at Yoda's cottage. Warm yellow light escapes the oddly shaped windows to fight the gloom. Interior, Yoda's house. The tip of a walking stick taps hesitantly across the earthen floor of the cottage. Our view travels up the stick to the small green hand that clutches it. And then to the familiar face of Yoda, the Jedi Master. His manner is frail, and his voice, though cheerful, seems weaker. Yoda. Hmm, that face you make. Look I so old to young eyes. Luke is sitting in a corner of the cramped space, and indeed, his look has been woeful, caught. He tries to hide it. Luke, no, of course not. Yoda chuckles. I do. <laughs> yes, I do. Sick have I become. Hmm? Old and weak. Yoda points his crooked finger. When 900 years old you reach, look as good you will not. Hmm? <laughs> Soon will I rest? Yes, forever sleep earned it I have. Yoda sits himself on his bed with great effort. Luke. Master Yoda, you can't die. Yoda. Strong am I with the force, but not that strong. Twilight is upon me, and soon night must fall. That is the way of things. The way of the Force. Luke. But I need your help. I've come back here to complete the training. Yoda. No more training do you require. Already know you. That what you need. Luke. Then I am a Jedi. Yoda shakes his head. Not yet. One thing remains. Vader. You must confront Vader. Then, only then, a Jedi will you be. And confront him you will. Luke is in agony. He is silent for a long time. Screwing up his courage. Finally, 
he is able to ask, Luke, Master Yoda, is Darth Vader my father? Yoda's eyes are full of weariness and compassion. An odd, sad smile creases his face. He turns painfully on his side, away from Luke. Yoda. Mm. Rest I need. Yes, rest. Luke watches him, each moment in eternity. Luke. Yoda, I must know. Yoda. Your father he is. Luke reacts as if cut. Yoda. Told you, did he? Luke. Yes. A new look of concern crosses Yoda's face. He closes his eyes. Yoda. Unexpected this is. And unfortunate. Luke. Unfortunate that I know the truth? Yoda opens his eyes again and studies the youth. Yoda, gathering all of his strength. No. Unfortunate that you rushed to face him. That incomplete was your training. Not ready for the burden, were you? Luke. Well, I'm sorry. Yoda. Remember, a Jedi strength flows from the Force. But beware, anger, fear, aggression, the dark side are they. Once you start down the dark path, forever will it dominate your destiny. He beckons the young Jedi closer to him. Yoda. Luke. Luke. Do not. Do not underestimate the powers of the Emperor or suffer your father's fate. You will. Luke. When gone am I? The last of the Jedi will you be. Luke, the Force runs strong in your family. Pass on what you have learned. Luke. With great effort. There is another scout. He catches his breath. A shiver runs through the ancient green creature as he dies. Luke stares at his dead master as he disappears in front of his eyes. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the Diz screenplay theater for this podcast. That is going to do it for yet another podcast. It was so much fun to do. 
and I hope it's even more fun for you listening and you'll want more more to come every week we're trying to release them every friday night but due to my busy schedule it may take a little bit longer into maybe saturday morning at times but we are definitely trying this particular one will be released on saturday morning um, and uh, actually on my birthday it'll be released on my birthday how about that for birthday present to me so just to touch on what you should check up on if you want as much diz as possible we also do five minute podcasts that drop throughout the week that's on the swell app s-w-e-l-l download the app on any mobile app store and search us all one word living in diz you can leave audio comments as well one of the constant uh pods that we uh podcast five minute podcast which is swells that we do release are after every live stream we do the post live stream walkout and periodically during the week we'll do the daily babble or the not so daily babble where i just talk about something random and uh just just to keep some content going so check us out on the swell app and you know to check us out here you're already listening so we're available on a bunch of platforms, Amazon, iHeartRadio, uh, iTunes, Spotify, and you can even check us out on livingindiz.com where it is embedded there. You can become a Diz Club member and a Patreon if you want to support us monetarily to help support what we do. And you can do that. Just go to livingdiz.com or actually go, better yet for that piece, go to our channel, click on any video, and in the description below is everything you need to know and the links on how to become a Patreon member or a Diz Club member. It really, really helps. And yeah, check us out at livingandiz.com. It's your one-stop shop for everything Living and Diz. There's so much there. You can even drop your email in there so that you are included in our emails for when we have news to drop right in your inbox. And if you have questions, concerns, or just comments or want to be nice, whatever you want, you can contact us at livingandiz at gmail.com. For Mushu, who you heard most of the time, but hopefully not so much. For Jillian, Jacob, and Tammy, I'm Corey from Living in Diz, and we'll see you on the next pod.